0: From the Hero Law Firm Studios, welcome to the Gwinnett Daily Post podcast. Today is Wednesday, December 14th, and happy 31st birthday to Migos member and Lawrenceville native, Offset.
1: Offset! Woo! 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 Wreckies on wreckings, got backings on backings, I'm riding, around in a
0: I'm Dan Ratcliffe, and here are your top stories presented by Peggy Slappy Properties. A corrections officer was shot and killed at the Gwinnett County Jail. Gwinnett firefighters rescued a Lawrenceville resident from an apartment fire. And we close out our DTL download series with a conversation with Lawrenceville Mayor David Still. We'll have all this and more coming up on the Gwinnett Daily Post podcast.
2: Tis the season. Hi, I'm Peggy Slappy from Peggy Slappy Properties. My elves and I want to get you home for the holidays. Whether you're looking to buy or sell in Gwinnett, our team A professional realtors will make sure your experience is merry and bright. So sled on over to our office today or find us online at psponline.com. Helping Gwenechians have happy holidays for 40 years and counting.
0: A Gwinnett County Corrections officer was killed in a shooting early Tuesday morning at the Gwinnett Corrections Center. Police say the shooting happened about 6.20 a.m. at the jail, which is located on High Hope Road near Swanson Drive in Lawrenceville. According to police, when officers arrived at the scene, they found Scott Reiner shot to death in the parking lot of the facility. Police said the suspect, who has not been identified, fled the scene on foot. That led to a temporary shutdown of the Gwinnett Online Campus, which is also located on High Hope Road. School officials said final exams will be rescheduled and students should not come to campus. Dyer Elementary and Freeman's Mill Elementary, which are located nearby, were put on a soft lockdown while police searched for the suspect. Earlier, Georgia Gwinnett College was put on soft lockdown due to the incident as well. Gwinnett County firefighters rescued a man from a fire at an apartment building in Lawrenceville on Monday night. Captain Ryan McGiboney said crews were called to the apartment building, which is located on Huff Street. Several people who called 911 to report the fire said people were trying to escape. When crews arrived, firefighters found one man trapped on the second floor of the two-story building, which had heavy flames that were blowing through a breezeway in the middle of the building. The cause of the fire has not been determined, but one man was treated for non-life-threatening injuries that were caused by the fire. There had been rumors that a second person was trapped in one of the apartments, but firefighters determined that everyone had evacuated the building except for the one man that they rescued. The Gwinnett Chamber will celebrate its diamond anniversary in February at the 75th annual dinner with Tammy Schumate highlighting the honorees. Shumate, the Director of Corporate Development at Capital City Home Loans, will be presented the Citizen of the Year Award. The Chamber's top award, it honors individuals whose services have had the greatest impact on the overall quality of life for Gwinnett County in recent years. The dinner, to be held February 3rd at the Gas South District, is presented by Northside Hospital. The goal of the event, chamber officials said, is to focus on local and regional business growth while honoring the exceptional public servants, corporate citizens, and compassionate organizations who lead it. In addition to honoring Shoemate, public service awards will be given to individuals who have gone above and beyond in their service to the community and its residents
1: we sat down with Lauren Livesay and Colin Cappy, second generation employees at Mall of Georgia Chrysler Dodge Jeep to talk about their great customers both here in Gwinnett and across the country. Well, one of my neighbors bought all his cars from us and uh, when I see him in the morning, I give him a good wave and
2: I'm very thankful for that. And he continues to uh, want to purchase vehicles from us because of the good experiences he's had.
0: We have people from out of state that will come back that have been buying cars from us for years that'll drive on in or fly on in, trade in their car, get a new one and leave. And we have some that are uh, just loyal customers that have been with us for 28, 29 years. Um, but then we have the ones uh we, we have a very big online presence. We've been getting uh, a lot of product and we've been shipping them out all over the United States.
1: Mall of Georgia Chrysler Dodge Jeep. Go see them on the lot at 4345 Buford Drive in Buford or go online and find them at Mall of Georgia Chrysler Dodge From the water that flows from your tap to the roads you drive on on your way to work, Gwinnett County Government provides high-quality services to residents every day. Our residents, businesses, schools, local governments, and nonprofits have a long tradition of working together to make Gwinnett the best place to live, work, play, and raise a family. Together, we'll ensure that Gwinnett is a place where everyone thrives. Learn more about county services at GwinnettCounty.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Gwinnett Gov. Making your weekend plans? There's never a dull moment in the DTL. Visit the historic Lawrenceville Square or one of our more than 20 unique restaurants and eateries, breweries, and eclectic shops. Enjoy an outdoor concert or movie at the Lawrenceville Lawn, an Aurora Theater show at the Lawrenceville Arts Center, multiple brunch options, the Slow Poor Sunday Market, and so much more. Visit downtownlawrencevillega.com for a full events calendar, helpful links, and details. That's downtownlawrencevillega.com.
0: Parkview grad Buster Faulkner, an offensive analyst for the Georgia Bulldogs, has been hired as Georgia Tech's offensive coordinator. Faulkner, who fills a key position on the staff for new Yellow Jackets head football coach Brent Key, has worked with Georgia's quarterbacks, including Heisman Trophy finalist Stetson Bennett, since 2020. Before being hired at Georgia, Faulkner coached at Arkansas State, Southern Miss, Middle Tennessee State, Murray State, Central Arkansas, and Valdosta State. He served as offensive coordinator at Arkansas State, Southern Miss, Middle Tennessee, and Valdosta State. Faulkner played college football from 2000 to 2003 at Valdosta State, where he threw for 7,100 yards and 64 touchdowns in three seasons. Valdosta went 14-1 and and finished second nationally in his sophomore season when he threw for 3,941 yards and 44 touchdowns. He played one final college season at Texas A&M Commerce, throwing for 2,800 yards and 16 touchdowns. Faulkner was starting quarterback for Parkview's first state championship team in 1997, which was his sophomore season. And now, community reporter Matt Golden joins us with our Gwinnett Education Spotlight.
1: Hello, Gwinnett listeners, and welcome back to your Education Spotlight. As always, we highlight some of the many great schools that Gwinnett County has. Today, we're going to talk about Mill Creek High School, who just won their first high school football state championship. Mill Creek is a high school in Houston, Georgia. It was established in 2004. Its principal is Jason Lane. It has an enrollment of almost 3,800 students. Its nickname is The Hawks, and its mascot is Harvey the Hawk. Its colors are cardinal, Vegas gold, and navy. The motto of Mill Creek High School is Hawks Soar. The Mill Creek High School newspaper has won many awards. The newspaper's original name was The Current with the slogan, The Current, Where the News Always Flows. The title only lasted from the opening of Mill Creek in 2004 until 2005. Afterwards, the paper was then titled The Hawk Print. In the statewide journalism banquet of 2007, The Hawk Print won Best Art or Illustration, Best Photography, Best News Section, and Most Improved. It is now known as the Mill Creek Chronicle. One of Mill Creek's famous alum is Ryan Robinson. Ryan Robinson played college football at Oklahoma State. After a career at Oklahoma State, he then went on to play with the Oakland Raiders and the Seattle Seahawks. The Mill Creek Yearbook, The Excipitor, is a member of the National Scholastic Press Association and the Computer Press Association. For more information on Mill Creek High School, please go to millcreekhs.com. For your Gwinnett Education Spotlight, I'm
0: Matt Golden. The growth of food insecurity among families has accelerated in recent years, according to Georgia Gwinnett College faculty members Dr. Jenna Andrews-Swan and Dr. Gregory Goulet. The pair, who teach anthropology at GGC, along with their students, seek to study the physical, social, and emotional effects of food insecurity among underserved populations in the Atlanta metro region. Students on the team are interning with local nonprofits like the Lawrenceville Cooperative Ministry and Harvest Gwinnett, a network of community gardens throughout Gwinnett County, to conduct ethnographic research. This includes noting the observations and behaviors of people depending on these community entities for food, conducting interviews and collecting survey responses to better understand these organizations and the clients they serve. The data will be carefully analyzed and shared so the project might positively impact efforts to improve food access in the region.
1: Can use an open faced club, the sandwich.
0: Mmm, open faced club sandwich. Norcross grad Bailey Tardy, a former Georgia Bulldogs All American, earned her LPGA Tour card with an impressive performance in the grueling eight round LPGA Tour Q series. Tardy, who's 26, finished second at the final stage of the Tour's Q series on Sunday to earn her card for the 2023 season. She completed the event at a combined 27-under, posting six rounds in the 60s and closing with a 7-under 65. And now we finish up our DTL download series with a conversation with Mayor Still.
2: I'm David Still. I'm currently the mayor of the city of Lawrenceville and uh, have lived here all my life. So how long have you been the mayor of Lawrenceville? I'm a COVID mayor. I came in in January of 2020. So what, so, and what was it like you taking,
1: you know, taking this position during COVID?
2: Well, it was a little stressful. Um, the, uh, you know, have to call create a state of emergency. We actually had to, uh, had a, a curfew in place for one night. Um, we had a, um, protest, um, back in June of 2020 with 700, uh, young individuals coming to, um, just getting frustrated with all that was going on in the nation and the takeaway from that um, at the end of the day was they wanted us to target 17 to 25 year olds and teach civic classes. Uh, Basically they they came to understand that all the, the, the five leaders that we talked to were all between the ages of 18 and 21. They all thought they lived in Lawrenceville but they actually just had a, they lived in unincorporated Gwinnett and not in Lawrenceville proper, but they had a Lawrenceville zip code. So, you know, so that was their big takeaway. They didn't have any problem with our police. Um, uh, and I said, well, so why did y'all pick Lawrenceville? And one of them said, well, it's just like it's the capital of Gwinnett, and it's just a cool place to have a protest. So I was so grateful we made that list. So, <laughs> but it was um, stressful. But we we talked to them. You know, I remember being on a bullhorn. Uh, you know, with 700 of my newest friends taking my mask off and saying that, you know, we um, uh, we do not have tear gas. Uh, there was a rumor that we had tear gas and we did not. So, um, so anyway, got to have a lot of uh, one-on-one conversations with the uh, um, participants there. And we had just continually talked to them about making sure that don't let your protest be hijacked by those that want to turn it into a riot. So... Um, because we had the blood gang was involved. It, they had infiltrated and stuff. So um, so we had a lot of different things. So so to start off, it was rather, um, uh, yeah, because I don't know of any other time that a state of emergency um, has been called by the council in the city of Lawrenceville. And so, that was COVID. So.
1: Yeah. So one thing when I've talked to a lot of businesses in Lawrenceville, they've all talked highly of how, the city really stepped in and, and helped them out during COVID. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Sure. We, um, I remember um, myself and the city manager walking door to door with the restaurants and businesses in downtown Lawrenceville. And during our state of emergency, you know, we created in conjunction with the county, all the cities got together, working with the county, so that we would be uniform in our state of emergency and worked through a lot of issues, you know, what's essential um, services and, and so forth. And we came to a pretty good balance and then, you know, uh, the state took over. Um, so that was a little bumpy, but we worked hard to, um, um, th- through that process to try to be able to keep businesses open, but at the same time, you know, have it so that employees and customers could be protected uh, so that was um real challenging i got a lot of positive and negative emails um all in the same day one saying please make everybody wear a mask the other one say don't make us wear a mask you know and so so um that was a very challenging time um but we were wanting to um, have a the best balance that we could and then once the governor took over we could not, you know, supersede any of their rules and regs. So then, we just had to work well with them, and then we, um, you know, worked hard to, you know, we were approached about a outdoor patio, and so then we started the outdoor patios that have been, you know, wildly successful in the downtown and become a per- permanent fixture, not not temporary, uh, for for people to eat and whatnot.
1: You know, one thing I keep hearing as I talk to, to different people in Lawrenceville is just how great this community is. And, and it seems like y'all really do come together when times when times gets tough.
2: You know, I, I think we're, we're such a diverse community and, and we do come together. And everybody loves living here and trying to make a, a thriving um, downtown helps to your um, halo effect with your other neighborhoods. And that's what's starting to happen now everything just takes such a it, it takes so long in, in my view look. i mean i you know personally started working on some of this type of work in 2003 and then got involved in the volunteer work with the downtown with the Launchville tourism and trade association moved into the downtown development authority and then you know city council and then mayor um, but but people do want that they, they enjoy launchful people like it um, it's got uh, it. I don't hear anybody doing a lot of complaining, so that's really good. They're enjoying living here in particular. So, Lee, and
1: so you said you've lived here your whole life. How has, I mean, how have you seen this town grow and change in that time?
2: Well, it was, it, it's, it's quite different than what it was, uh, when I was born, Gwinnett County, when I was born in 1961. Um, so I'm 61 and was born in 1961. So um, the uh, um, there were only 30,000 people in Gwinnett County. So now you know we're right there at a million. Uh, so so Lawrenceville has changed with that. Um, what you saw Lawrenceville was the you know hub of activity for Gwinnett County, and then as the malls grew um, and other cities grew, it um, sort of Lawrenceville got sort of basically taken over by the county uh, court system, and all the downtown buildings were, um, at one point, pretty much just courthouses and other offices of the county government. Once GJAG got built, then that opened up and gave up an opportunity for uh, the downtown to uh, be redeveloped. So it's gone through quite some changes, but all the land planners will tell you, if, you, if your downtown area is healthy, and active, uh, then it will help the rest of the community do the same.
1: That, that makes perfect sense. And so when you were growing up in this town, did you ever think you were going to be mayor?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> a- absolutely not. Um, I read a book called Toxic Charity about Bob Lupton, and in it, it said, if you want to change a community, you have to live in it. At that time, we had a Lawrenceville address, but my wife and I did not live in the um, city itself. Um, so we we had our first 10 years of marriage. The next 20 years, we were living, our kids graduated actually from Makila High School. But then we moved back into the community just to, to, just to be a part of Revival, um, but I had no plans of being on the uh, uh, city council or being mayor. In fact, uh, that was one of the biggest arguments I had with my father was he, he thought I was moving to be on the council. I said, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Then, uh, you know, God had different plans than I had. So, so anyway,
1: what, uh, what, what kind of led you to be on the city council and then the mayor?
2: Um, I, a lot of people were asking me to, to be on the city council. So I did a lot of praying over that and seeking advice from, a lot of people to see if that would, if, if I could be used to help with a healthy, you know, build a healthy community. Um, eventually, I was led that's where God was pushing me, so that's what I signed up for. Um, one of a young pastor told me, a lot of times what God asks you to do is not a lot of fun, but through that obedience, you'll find your peace and joy. So, um, so that's what led to both. Um, maybe on the city council and then uh b- being mayor um i actually thought somebody else was going to be mayor um and but then they decided that was not the t- uh, season of life for them uh at the timing so coming um, on has there been
1: any part of the job of mayor that you did not expect was going to happen
2: yeah i had no idea we, i would be dealing with you know state of emergency um i, I was asks to um, negotiate two different contracts with the um, chair of the county commission uh, at the sds and the american uh, cares funds so that was all in you know that we've had to deal with a lot of um, homeless issues that we've had to t- tackle of learning that they were a little bit bigger than, than what we thought um so and, and then just because of the Social and racial unrest um, that happened with the George Floyd incidents and all that we've had to put a lot of emphasis on letting people know that our our city is focused on treating everybody equitably and to uh, and that we are against racism and um, so we've had to, that was one of the first things we did I think in July of 2020 was put out a proclamation. I did just to that effect uh with council's approval um and you know um also uh the city manager and myself wrote a letter to the county commission asking them to remove the conf- the confederate uh statue uh which I was creating a lot of issues uh it was actually on county property we do not own the historic courthouse or the or the square that it's owned but um but we do have to police it so it was creating a lot of issues and unnecessary um strife in our community and it was when it was put up it was put up just sort of a poke in the eye uh, quite frankly for the and king beating and so we uh for all those reasons we encouraged the county to remove it and they did
1: that is i mean that is so cool that you're a part of that that's that's really neat. I guess my last thing is just if it's a Friday or a Saturday night in Lawrenceville, where can we find Mayor Still? What what do you like to do in your leisure time if you have leisure time?
2: Yeah, well, many times you'll see me announcing uh, an event, um, you know, at the lawn um, or something similar to that. Um, but if it's if it, you pick particularly Friday night, uh, you may find me just totally uh, go, going into a um, a little huddle, you know I don't want to say cave but just going just to sort of um, have some quiet time <laughs> and uh, eat popcorn uh, because there's so much going on uh, during the during the week. Um, uh, I, I found I had to um, shut down my business because this position was taking so much time and so uh, so after a busy week. Um, you know, it'll be with family or, or, or just having popcorn and watching a movie. If, if I'm not at some Lawrenceville events, which depending upon the weekends, I can be, you know, it's just back to back to back. So, so.
0: I talk to Tom M wages, funeral home service today, you remove the financial and emotional stress from your loved ones. On the worst day of their lives, your family doesn't need to add financial stress to the pain of loss. You protect them. A pre-funded, pre-arranged funeral allows your family to grieve and mourn without the worry of how to pay. Plus, the peace of mind you have knowing everything is taken care of is priceless. Don't leave the worry and stress to your loved ones. Take care of your funeral pre-arrangements now. Let the family service professionals at Tom M. Wages in Snellville or Lawrenceville help you. Call Tom M. Wages today at 770 979 3200 or email jim at wagesfuneralhome.com. Tom M. Wages, the most respected and requested funeral home in Gwinnett County.
2: It all started with a group of cowboys who broke from the mold and wanted more later, the ride continues and the professional bull riders have never been more ranked. The best
1: ever! We were here for it!
2: Don't be it. A- join the ride and celebrate 30 years with the PBR live January 21st and 22nd at Gas South Arena in Duluth. Tickets now at PBR.com and
0: AXS.com
1: It's hockey time in the A. The Atlanta Gladiators return to Gas South Arena for another season of huge hits. Incredible goals. Lands down for Oliver. Oliver
0: shoots and rebound, lose. They score.
1: And wild celebrations. Ah! Head over to atlantagladiators.com to get your tickets today as we celebrate 20 years of Atlanta Gladiators hockey. The Atlanta Gladiators, Atlanta's hockey team.
0: Again, Tyler gets it back. Nearside Vitelli. He shoots and scores. Thanks again for listening to today's Gwinnett Daily Post podcast. Did you know over 50% of Americans listen to podcasts weekly? Make sure you join us for our next episode and share this podcast on social media with your friends and family. Add us to your Alexa flash briefing or Google home briefing, and be sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Darren Sutherland, Executive Director. Jacob Sutherland, Director. Matt Golden, News Director, chin Ray Zhang, Director-Producer, and Jason Gentarola, Audio Producer, All Rights Reserved.